the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a great day to share your faith and celebrate who God is in your life. Will you pray with me? Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. We worship you and we thank you for this day that you have given us. And I pray that we will make the most of it. We will be true ambassadors for the living God and that you will be exalted because we have been your servant and that people will come to you because our hearts are to bring them into the light. So we bless you, we thank you and praise you, and look forward to what you're going to do this day in us and through us. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, Passover is coming up. It's less than three weeks away. Do you want to join our congregational Seder? Would you like to give a, have us give a Passover demonstration at your church or speak about the Jewish foundations of our beliefs at your church? Or if you want to have your own Passover Seder, you might need some Haggadahs for your observance. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll set it up for you. All right, we're going to continue on our study of Romans 9 through 11, so get your pencil and paper out. If you have questions or comments, uh, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. If you'd like to help us with paying for radio time, please call Karen at 813-831-5673. I would mention for those of you in the past who have uh, used my booklet, Counting the Omer, which is a like a 50-day Bible study. It will begin right after the first day of Passover. Um, you can receive one of those. Um, they'll be $3 each. Uh, just call Karen, 
831-5673. We'll talk more of that probably uh, in two weeks. So, uh, even though Romans 9 and 10 are so very important, um, Romans 11 is the climax. It is amazing. It's God's exclamation point. It is his promise to the Jewish people, and it's his challenge to the Christian community. And if we learn it well and put it into practice, God promises us an amazing revival, greater than what we've ever seen before and greater than what was experienced in the first century. And we're promised then to see just what the power of God unleashed in, in, in our communities. So first we have to learn more about Romans 11. So we're going to begin uh, with a summary of the major themes that we find in Romans 11. First, God's gift and callings are irrevocable. Secondly, the people of God should not be anti-Semitic. Third, the people of God should not be prideful. Fourth, God desires a Christian role in Jewish salvations. Number five, Christians are grafted in by the grace of God. Six, Messianic Jews are regrafted in by the grace of God. Seven, Worldwide revival is linked to Jews coming to know their Messiah. And eight, the blinders will come off the Jewish people's eyes when Jerusalem is back in Jewish hands. So, let's start where we left off last week. I want to emphasize how to deal with a translation difficulty. That means you have respective versions of the Bible— But they're different, and the words they use have an important meaning to our understanding. Which one do we pick? (laughs) Romans 11.9, and David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so they do not see and bend their back continually. So the word that in question is continually. We see that in the New American Standard, it says, and bend their backs forever, which is the understanding that the Jews are finished, pretty much. <laughs> they're, they're done, right? And the New King James Version says, and bow down their back always. Again, uh, probably a little less than forever, but certainly uh, it's it's a little bit difficult in terms of, well, we'll talk about why it's difficult. In the TLV, and bend their back continually, and I really believe that is correct. But why? So, when you have a disagreement about a word in a translation, you have to use Scripture to further define Scripture. Get your answers from the Bible. Does what scriptures say in other places help you with the translation? Does the context of the word in question clarify which definition you should use? 
So this is really important because there's so many times when this is going to happen. And we have to understand what God's heart is on a subject as best we can. The translation in this case significantly depends on context. What do you think? Is God saying forever? Or is he saying continually at this time? If your mentality is God is finished with the Jews, you will say forever. If your mentality is God's promises never change, then you will translate it continually with the understanding it is continually for a season rather than forever. So, the scriptures that we have read in Romans 9 and 10 and 11 are clear that God is not finished with his Jewish people. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, right. So, we also see in the Gospels, Yeshua talking about coming for the Jewish people. He sent his disciples out to share with the Jewish people. He weekly went into the synagogue, and his disciples did as well. So based on the context of the verse, the chapter, the book of Romans, and the entire Bible, my opinion is that continually is the correct word. Does that make sense? Because if it's said forever, it would go against all the things that I had just spoken about. And we know that God's word doesn't contradict itself. But sometimes there we do see opposing ideas, and so we have to understand what God's heart is. Let's continue with Romans 11.11. I say then, They did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. Now if their transgression leads to riches for the world and their loss riches for the Gentiles, then how much more their fullness? So in the first one, 11.11, it... um, It talks about stumble, and it says, did they stumble so as to fall? Well, a stumble is making a misstep and then recovering, but a fall means that they are not coming back. So, again, we see that Paul is making things very clear about the Jewish people. They did not stumble as to be done away with or fall. They stumbled, but they're returning. Okay? It says, but by their false step, okay, they're stumbling, salvation has come. Now, has come refers to it has started and it will be completed. So salvation has come to the Gentiles. So. This is a wonderful thing, right? The fact that the Jewish people had a false step is not wonderful, but the fact that Gentiles were able to take advantage of that and and receive their salvation is a wonderful thing. And what was the purpose? The next phrase, to provoke Israel to jealousy. So one of the reasons that the Gentiles were offered 
salvation was to provoke Israel to jealousy, just like one of the reasons that Israel is God's chosen people is to bring the world the understanding of Messiah so everybody could be reconciled, right? To fall refers to being, to staying down, being removed from God's purpose and plan. Again, this is, Paul's made it very clear. Um, okay. Now, there are a number of things that comes out of Israel not receiving Yeshua as their Messiah. As an example, by means of Israel's stumbling, deliverance has come to the Gentiles. We just spoke about that. Secondly, this deliverance for the Gentiles is intended to fulfill the prophecy of Deuteronomy 32, 21, quoted in Romans 10, 19 above. That, that God will provoke Israel to jealousy. It says, so I will make them jealous with a non-people. Now, when God fulfills one of his prophecies, it vindicates him, and it gives him enormous credibility to his name and character. So this is a second blessing that comes out of it. A third, the fact that Israel has lost some of its favor with God is temporary not permanent. Also, though in itself this may seem bad, in the context of God's long-range plan, it's a good thing. As it'll be shown, it is part of how God brings salvation to the Jewish people. And finally, Israel's forthcoming full commitment to Yeshua, the Messiah, which is what Israel in its fullness implies, will bring even greater riches even greater good to humanity. So, Jewish rejection of Yeshua brings riches to the world, Jewish losses brings riches to the Gentiles, and fullness for the Jews refers to them accepting Yeshua as Messiah. Now, just to mention this again, Romans eleven twelve: if their transgression or if their sin or if the fact that uh, they did not accept Yeshua leads to riches for the world and their losses, riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. And what that's talking about is when Jewish people start accepting Yeshua as their Messiah, there will be an amazing revival. And we've seen that. We saw, in fact, in the United States, we used to call this the Jesus Movement. It was the late 60s and the 70s, and that's when so many Jewish people started accepting Yeshua as their Messiah, and there was a revival in the church. There was a revival all over, and honestly, since then, it's been a little quiet. It's time for God to do something amazing again. Wouldn't you agree? And don't you want to be part of that? Now, in Romans eleven thirteen, it says, But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. So who's he speaking to? Those people who are not Jewish, right? Insofar as I am an emissary to the Gentiles, I spotlight my ministry if somehow I might provoke to jealousy my own flesh and blood and save some of them. So, the very thing that he's telling the Christian Gentiles to do, 
which is to make the Jewish people jealous, he says, look, this is my ministry to you guys, and I'm going to model this for you. I am seeking to make my people jealous, but one of the reasons is I want you to see how it's done, right? (laughs) So uh, Gentiles obviously is referring to believers who aren't Jewish, and after accepting Yeshua, obviously Paul continues to call them this, which kind of leads me to believe that Jews are to remain Jews and Gentiles are to remain Gentiles. We don't need to change our identity. Jews remaining Jews um, is is not very popular in the church because the church, or part of the church, has uh, for many years talked about replacement theology, that they are the new chosen people. So if Jews remain Jews as believers, this would hurt this idea of replacement theology. But Paul's ministry is to the Gentiles, and he not only hopes to see Jewish salvations, but he got uh, pretty good at this. But you see in Acts 28, 23 to 28, Paul had some good success with Jewish people coming to know the Lord. This is your challenge right? Romans eleven fifteen, for if their rejection. Now, here again, there are different translations. One of the translations, uh, and, and this is, of course, the tree of life, when we say for if their trend, a rejection, meaning of Messiah, right? That the Jewish people rejected Messiah. But some people read this, their rejection, meaning God's rejection of the Jewish people. Again, that kind of thing leads to an anti-Semitic type of idea from Scripture. any rate, for if their rejection leads to the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Now, reconciliation of the world. Reconciliation means restoring of good relationships, right? So that already sounds like a revival. Can you imagine if people restored relationships? But um, God is using the Jewish rejection of Messiah to give the world an opportunity to be reconciled to God and to each other. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.18? Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Messiah and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We have a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Messiah, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. We will not be able to have the message of reconciliation unless we're able to forgive and understand that we too have to um, not count the trespasses against the people we are talking to. Really a great life lesson. Now, life from the dead can mean different things also. Let's look at some of the possibilities. Life from the dead can refer to resurrection 
And when we think of resurrection, we think of Messiah coming back. And we know that the Pharisees of that day and today's Orthodox are waiting for Messiah, not to return, but they're waiting for him to come for the first time. Paul shares this Jewish pattern of trying to hasten Messiah's coming, or for us, his return. In Luke 2.25, we see an example of a Jewish man waiting for Messiah. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and pious, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit, was on Simeon, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Anointed One of Adonai. Okay, the Anointed One is Mashiach, Messiah, right? So he would not die until he had seen the Messiah of God. Great example of how the Jewish people were looking for the Messiah. Now, life from the dead can also refer to resurrection power for revival, as we saw in the Acts community, a spiritual awakening. And life from the dead can affect the world, not just a few people. So this idea of life from the dead is is very important. And this is what we're promised. Do we understand what God is saying here? When Jewish people come back to the Lord, it is going to be like life from the dead. Does that give anyone motivation to share with Jewish people? Let's review two facts. You are, meaning the Jew, the Gentile Christians, are to make Jewish people jealous of your relationship with the Lord. Secondly, there is an amazing promise that God gives us. As Jewish people come to the Lord, there'll be worldwide revival. Will that cause anyone to get off their seat and share with other people? Seriously, who in my radio audience will start sharing with their Jewish friends and neighbors and relatives and and co-workers? Who of you will take advantage of this Passover season coming in less than three weeks to reach out to the Jewish people that you know and encounter? Wow. We're only up to Romans eleven sixteen. It might take two more weeks to finish Romans 11, but we are out of time. So let me ask you this. Why don't you tell your friends about this Bible study? People who you're in Bible study with and have them listen to Romans 9 through 11, the past programs. Look, and we will be finishing Romans 11 in the next two weeks. So you can hear a copy of these past teachings and all my radio teachings at the website shoreshdavid.org. S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. Then click under Ministries, then click under the Heart of Messiah Radio, and that brings you to the page where you can select one of my teachings. For those of you who would like to send us a gift, call Karen, 813-831-5673. It'll help us stay on the air. 
And I told you Passover is coming. Do you want to join our congregation for Passover? Would you like to uh, have us give a demonstration at your church or speak about Jewish foundations of our beliefs? Or if you want a Haggadah for your own observance, call Karen, 813-831-5673. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.